Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Sean McCann, and he operates the Wake the Dead podcast. I talked to him back on February 21st, and we talked about The Order of Nine Angles, my book, Global Death Cult. And I had seen that he has done some occult analysis on films, and I, I've done some too. I think he was much more of a specialist of Kubrick, and you can watch his three-hour analysis of Stanley Kubrick's occultism at Odyssey, and the title of it is Occult Kubrick and the Butterfly Net. So he goes in detail that. But I also saw he was on another show. I think maybe it was The Farm. He was talking about The Ninth Gate, and I had done my research into The Ninth Gate for my film Occult Hollywood 2, which I can put in the show notes so people, if they were interested in watching that. Uh, but I definitely want to pick his brain. There's a lot about the movie that's very mysterious. And inside the movie, the players, the uh, people who did the movie, there's just all kinds of uh, cultism involved. So I'm delighted to have Sean McCann. Sean McCann, welcome to the show. Thanks for agreeing to the interview. Thank you, William. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so Great. much. Awesome. For people who don't know about your background or your research or podcast just tell a little bit about yourself and then how your inquiry into the ninth gate started uh well um i guess i've always watched films growing up like it's always been like uh you know every like three or four movies a week we would watch just just to pass the time i guess growing up as a family and uh so i got to learn how films are built pretty much like it came natural to me to be able like I would always be able to pick out like oh this is what's going to happen and like you know it became natural to me and then you know I got older uh I became an anarchist and I started to learn to go down the rabbit holes and understanding about natural law and like morality and the truth of the world and all of this and then then I go and look at movies again and I'm like holy crap you know <laughs> like it's all there and they're displaying things and then I learn more about the programming that is television and film and uh, what they're doing to our minds, you know, and that kind of just, it's an infinite rabbit hole. And, uh, and it was really, it's, it's been fun for me and I've always loved Kubrick and uh, I'm a photographer as well. And because of that, I've, I really soak in Kubrick because he's a photographer and every frame is a perfect frame. And um, it's just such a beautiful thing to watch. And, you know, at, I would put it on in the background. I would like have had the music off or something and I would watch this, the frames. And I got to learn a lot about what what he was tying in. Like he would tie in like he, he learned a lot. He would research so much before every film and um, he would research all aspects of things and he would tie them into the movie in other ways uh, in, in like sub subconscious ways so that you uh, your subconscious mind picks up the uh the message that's being put forward and that um augments the the exoteric uh meaning of the film so he really put it into business in the shining he he studied um uh uh subliminal advertising and um the occult and uh that that sort of thing he's always been into the occult i guess uh and he's been very close to those 
the occult orders that make the films. And we can talk about maybe in another episode about Kubrick. I don't want to go down that road too far. There's but, a lot um, there. Yeah, I just yeah. mentioned him the other day with the moon landing. So, oh, yeah, right. Very interesting. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a fun, that, that's a fun little conspiracy to think about. And, but I mean, well, that'll take us way off track. That's but another, anyway, that's another tangent. <laughs> so yeah, like I learned, I learned from, Kubrick and from watching all kinds of bad movies and I would watch lots of like MST3K and stuff which is like people making fun of bad movies you know and it's comedians like so like they would make jokes about how silly or corny or like so I would be able to view from different perspectives and then I would incorporate that into my understanding of anyway so like I watched so much stuff and um, I was on a uh, New York Patriots show, actually. It wasn't The Farm. And that's uh, it, no, it's fine. And uh, The Farm's a great show, too. I listened to them, uh, him. And um, so, anyway, uh, uh, he asked me to take a look at The Ninth Gate because we did, uh, I did a, um, a recent, well, actually, my first official podcast of Wake the, or my first official interview on my show, Wake the Dead was an interview with uh mark devlin who is very interesting and knowledgeable um musical I'm a, truth wasn't that his, his yes musical yes. truth I've uh, talked to one mark. i talked to mark when i worked for him that's great you should talk to him again he just had another book out musical truth sure. three and um and you know he gets into way more and he even talks about kubrick in that book he, he brings into other elements but um so yeah we and we talked about rosemary's baby and he knows a lot about the Beatles and Rosemary's Baby as well. And, and we went through and did this, um, you know, this, uh, we picked it apart and we looked at all the different things. And we found many things that no one's ever really mentioned before, like, uh, you know, the books on the shelf or, you know, like um, the different, you know, the, the statues and the paintings and stuff. And these are all elements when you watch a film, if they incorporate artwork or books uh, look at the titles, figure out what the artwork is, because that usually is meant to augment the story. It's meant to, it, it has information in it. And a lot of good directors will do this kind of thing. Um, with right, things the like ones in, the ones in Rosemary's Baby are Kinsey and uh, yeah. the Black Satanist. What was his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was Yes, I Can by Sammy yeah. Davis Jr. Yes, yes, or good, yeah. yeah. And Yes, I Can is actually what Obama said. And then if you turn that backwards, it says, thank you, Satan. <laughs> it's really funny. You can hear that from Freeman Fly's podcast. You talk about that. But anyway, we don't need to go Incredible. there. But I mean, so, it's just, I mean, you're what you're stating is that there's so much in these films, the details, especially Kubrick, who's super meticulous, totally yes. detail oriented. There's things in there that there's relating references to. I mean, there's all yes. I mean, Eyes Wide Shut. We can do another show on Eyes Wide Shut because be the great. whole thing is off the charts. It, yeah. So anyway. Yes. Eyes Wide Shut is um, just a little <laughs> teaser for people that are listening. It's uh, it has nothing to do with uh, the guy, the, you know, the main character. The main uh, character is not the guy. The main character is Alice. She is a she is a trauma-based mind control victim of satanic ritual abuse. And she is a mind control slave, a beta sex kitten mind control slave, 
like um, Marilyn Monroe was, like many of the pop stars are today. She was she was used as a breeder to create the next generation of their slaves. Wow. And that's what the movie is depicting. That's crazy. And all the mirrors and stuff. And then at yes. the end, that little girl walks off of the two creeps from the party, yes. the original party. Yes, that's exactly what happens. The, the little girl gets kidnapped at the end and she has a fate just like her mother. And her mother is a total mind control slave. She's God, not so doing her will. She is like she married Bill to have a warm family to raise their butterfly. And then when until it's old enough to be stolen, basically. And because because he stumbled into their ritual and basically is stirring the pot and becoming a dangerous dangerous to them, they're like cutting their ties and they're just taking that baby out of there because he's obviously a problem. You know, they're just taking her now. <laughs> and even at the end, there's the magic circle game. Uh, yeah. There's actually a symbol of sex magic in the back that comes from Crowley. There's yes. a huge uh, kind of phallic symbol going into that circle. It comes right off the devil's yes. tarot card for Crowley. Yes. So I know that, some of that stuff. That, I mean, it's super intense. It's off the charts. Like That's, that's yeah. on the red wall directly behind her. And it's like, it's an octagon. It's a yellow octagon. And in the center of it is like a is an obelisk, which holds up the center. And it's like a it's like a Ferris wheel, you know, like a toy Ferris wheel. But it's shaped like an octagon, and the octagon is an occult symbol for mind control, wow. total mind control slavery. And if you look the way that the the camera is angled, that is directly behind her head. And while she's talking to Bill. And the thug that's going to steal the daughter passes by. It's like directly behind her head as if it's passing through her head into the camera, right, like so an alignment. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's like occupying her brain space, you know, and so it's all, like, she's like yeah. the scarlet woman too, right? Everybody has red yes. hair. So there's yes, all kinds do. of themes to that. Yeah. Even the daughter has red hair. Helena right, does. So too. that's also kind of yeah. symbolic. I mean, yes. Actually kind of plays into maybe some of this stuff. But yeah, no, that, that's super. And uh, Kubrick knew so much. Even going back to Lolita, there's right. all kinds of symbolism in Lolita that he's yes. using. And there are allegations about him flat out being a pedophile that he I know. was... Yeah. So, well, I don't know if I believe that. That's only, I've only seen one allegation and it's a blind item. Right. It's a blind item. Which doesn't have any way of proving it to be true. It's <sighs> fake names. You know, it's totally imaginary. So it's tough for me to believe it because he, he took his family away from Hollywood. He knows who they are. He worked with, you know, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, who's a known pedophile, who moved to Sri Lanka so that he could bugger children his, for the rest of his life, you know. At, um, at a ping, ping pong place. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. It yeah, ties yeah. into uh, the symbolism of that's exactly. inside of yes. like, There's actually inside of Lolita. So, like, you see that all the way to common right. ping pong. They play Roman ping pong. And what are Romans famous for doing? Buggering little children. You know what I mean? He's wearing his toga. And that supposedly... That was not scripted, and it was just coming out of uh, Sellers' mouth. But I don't know if Sellers knew what was going on. Um, and, you know, a lot of times Kubrick will let the actors just go, and he'll pick out what he, what he wants. He'll just roll a lot of film. That's, he's famous for just shooting and shooting and shooting. And that way he's, he's able to pick out 
those moments which are like synchronicity you know and he can add those to the film um so i think that he was encouraging sellers to do this but i don't know if it was exact coming from kubrick but in any case the ping pong table was meant to be there they're playing yeah, ping it's pong. very telling like you'd have right. to be in the pedo underground to know right. the symbology of that. yes so that's exactly what that movie does it trick it is speaking to the pedo underground and that movie is connected to eyes wide shut the next film he wanted to do after lolita was eyes wide shut and yeah it took many years for him to get it together and do it <laughs> i think that's because he knew what he was doing and he wanted to get some other films out before they killed him <laughs> you before know? Got to the end. yeah he mysteriously yeah. died at the end so like this film that you're seeing on the screen ninth gate 1999 right, right. eyes wide shut 1999 fight club 1999 there's an arnold schwarzenegger called like i think end of times that foreshadows what end of days 1999 man right. they had the timing down yes off the I, chart. I think that's because they planned of their they planned their new world order to be the year 2001 i think 2001 was the beat the opening of their new world order and the you know the taking down of the towers of the you know the twin towers was the opening of their of their new age the new aeon of yeah. of course of Horace. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so like they, um, you know, this was planned and all of them were getting out there, you know, party like it's 1999, you know, they're getting it all, all the 99, all the evil satanic stuff. Uh, and nine is a satanic number. Uh, you know, it's so like this, it, it only makes sense that they would do that on in 99. And right. so it's all uh, a funny yeah. thing, Rosemary's baby, the only other like occult movie that Polanski did uh, was put out in 67, but the movie was set in 66 and they call it year one and 66 in San Francisco is where the church of Satan was, you know, on, on Beltane or Valpurgis knocked May 1st or whatever. Um, was the beginning of the church of Satan. And they called that year one. And if you count from 66 to 99, that's 33 years. And if you, if you think about it, I know this is kind of a stretch, but did Corso, the main character here, Johnny Depp look like he was about 33 years old. <laughs> maybe i mean is he an extension of that evil baby that was born and like if you know if you think about jesus made it to 33 years and then he ascended into heaven with his body intact just like this guy walked into the light with his body intact right. i mean there are a lot of weird similarities there and i just want to right. mention it's, that but it's the opposite here. this is like the opposite it's of the pilgrim's progress it's a satanic yes. progress Yes. To satanic enlightenment at the very end. Exactly. Yeah, the like the apotheosis of the satanic man. Yes. And we learn through the very in the very beginning of the of this film, we learn that Corso is the most satanic of all. You know, he has no care for anyone. Um, totally see. materialistic, cares right. about money. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whitkin, this this uh, other book dealer, uh, points at him with one eye closed, which is like the Masonic one eye, you know, like an enlightened right. person that's telling the truth. And he's standing on the 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 checkerboard floor at the time that he's pointing. And he's he points it at this guy, uh, Corso, and he says, unscrupulous, thoroughly unscrupulous, because um, he he basically stole these books from an invalid and he knew what he was doing and he knew it was wrong and he took advantage like a vulture the guy calls him you're a vulture you'd stoop to anything <laughs> you know right you would do anything right yes. and that's actually a current concurrent theme because in the next scenes when he meets up with Boris Balkan which is yes. a 56 they say the same thing do anything you can and it reestablishes corso as a kind of do what thou wilt only care about himself socially because in their interplay, I only care about, I don't care. I'm, I don't have to be nice to you. You, You're just my client. You pay me me well. So he's laying the groundwork of like the total satanic ethos of himself. The true Satanist. And this guy doesn't, he doesn't have like ritual ceremonial magic. He doesn't, listen to death metal you know he wears a suit and he steals from invalids and he's a cutthroat vulture just like the people that run our society you know the bankers and like this um this is a perfect depiction of a satanist and uh this satanist is at the end of the movie it's the apotheosis of this satanist he doesn't have to he gets to skip over all of the moral lessons of living this life and he gets to go, you know, go straight past, goes past go and collects his $200, you know? Uh, but that's like the weird thing. Cause basically the female is following him from the very beginning when he walks into that, witch uh, talk by belt ball, Boris Balkan, right? 56, the basically the macrocosm, microcosm, pentagram, hexagram. There it is again, oh, just yeah. like, Tyler Durden or Harry Potter, Boris Falcon. And then uh, he goes and there's that woman who follows him. And that's one of the big mysteries of the whole film. Like, what yes. is this thing following him around? It's because right. he was selected to exactly go through these steps and reach satanic. Exactly. Apotheosis. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Like he, um, they kind of make these jokes along the way that this book summons the Prince of Darkness. Right. And then every time someone reads from the book, Corso shows up, <laughs> you know, it's like a little, it's a little joke that the, the, and you know, at the end he's like, what are you expecting an apparition? You know, like when, right. cause he's, he's reading like in the end when, before he burns uh, Balkan is, is reading the pages and, then Corso shows up. So like basically Corso is the Prince of Darkness. He is uh, chosen. And so all of these other people are just there to help him on his journey of understanding. And he has to have the will to want to pass through the gate. They have to like the, the, the Babylon whore, witch has to um, convince him that he wants to go that through this ritual and to, become like god as they say you know um, yeah, the, the final act is him uh portraying the woman rides the beast ritual by alistair crowley he exactly. becomes the beast yes. and she's the woman and that's 
part of the satanic book with yes. the etchings or whatever you call them, the, the things. Well, it's one of the scenes. Right, the engravings. She's there, and he's in the place of the beast. So he literally he becomes something like Crowley or the occult or comes from it is like he becomes the beast and goes yes. through and, and passes through at the very yes. end. But it's, it's, there's a lot of steps before that, right? And there's yes. a lot of foreshadowing because when he's with Boris Balkin, in the background is the temple slash castle exactly. that they will yes. both, both make it to. Yeah. So let's talk about that castle. So like when we step down into Boris Balkin's satanic library, he stands in front of this painting. And like I said earlier, if you see any paintings, you want to look at them, see what they're all about. You know, if you're trying to understand a movie. So I did that with this and I learned that it is a real castle. It's a real Cathar oh, really? castle. Yes. Oh, it's called the Chateau de Puyvert, P-U-I-V-E-R-T. And it's in it's the, in France. yes, it's in France, the Aude, A-U-D-E department of France. It's former Cathar country. And in 1170, the castle belonged to the Congost family, C-O-N-G-O-S-T. And uh, before, before the Albigensian crusade and these Lords practiced Catharism and were accused as heretics. They were destroyed as because they were heretics by the Catholic church and Catharism is a Gnostic idea. And it has two deistic principles. Uh, they believe that there were two aspects of God, um, a, a good God of the new Testament which was the creator of the spirit realm, the spiritual realm, and an evil God of the Old Testament, which was the creator of the physical world, and whom many Cathars identified as Satan. So this dual God was thought of as anti-monotheism, so the Catholic Church killed them all <laughs> because it was not, but you know, it's a Not heresy. Saying. It's heretical. Right, exactly. Exactly. So they they believe that um, that human souls were sexless spirits of angels trapped in the material realm of the evil god, destined to be reincarnated until they've achieved salvation through the consolamentum, C O N S O L A M E N T U M. And it's a form of baptism performed when death is imminent, uh, when they can return to the good God. And basically they, they um, stop eating milk and they stop eating um, eggs because they're fertility. And um, they, because this is a trapping, this world is an evil trap, they are anti-fertility. So they don't eat eggs or they do eat fish which is weird. So they become pescatarian at the end of life and they wear like certain robes and they get um, certain blessings by priests to try to absolve them of all their, all of their engagement in life. Because, you know, being a human, you're going to have babies and you're going to live life and engage in the world, the physical realm of the evil God. And at the end, you want to kind of make up for that and atone for your engagement in the world to like cleanse your spirit so that you can leave this place and not be reincarnated again. Wow. That's the idea. Wow. And so that, so basically the raising up of the spirit is what is happening to Corso 
right? Apparently, we we would imagine. And another thing about this painting, if you look, you have it up on screen here. Uh, there's the sun is up in the left corner and it's darkened. And then there's another source of light coming from behind the castle, which is a white light. And the sun is like a darkened black sun on the left side, you know, like the left-hand path. And behind the castle is the true light, I guess, of Lucifer, as they right. say. Right. And there's constant themes in there in the engravings yeah. and stuff. Love oh, the engravings story. are important too. Super uh, important. There, yeah. do they he tell just so many different stories. Let me see if we can bring some of these up. But okay. like he, oh, then he I've touches six 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 here. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Uh, let's see the. Um, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, another thing about the witch when he meets the witch at the at the place, we focus on her um, her socks, and they're like different colored socks, and they're kind of striped. And it's reminiscent of the Wizard of Oz, and the the Wicked Witch of the West. When when wow. you look at her socks, you know, right? One is blue and one is red, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and do you like, know that the actual author of this film isn't named? It's a fake name. Oh wait, what do you mean? Yeah, the go look it up of... online. Like it's it. The guy who supposedly wrote this isn't a real name. It's a fake oh. name. It's a pseudonym for somebody. So we don't even know who wrote this. I must have missed that. There's El Club Dumas, which is the well, book. Well, see, it's based on a real book. Right, El Club Dumas. I think Dumas. that the, the interpreter of that book is, oh. is a oh, fake the name, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I'll have to look that up. Thanks for yeah, that. I could be wrong. Um, so the, uh, I guess the first card, first engraving I have is these, I have these minute uh, 25 seconds, if you wanted to cut to that on the film. What is it? What's the number? 15 minutes and 25 seconds. And uh, I know it's tough. Like, yeah. So um, this is them in the in Boris's library, and uh, they're looking at the book. See, and so it's it's a rider on horseback, a knight, and he's plumed. You know, he's special or whatever. And underneath, there's a Latin phrase, and they speak it out. So this. This makes us think that, okay, these Latin phrases, the engravings, like what's underneath the engraving in Latin is important. And they read it aloud. It says, silence is, go uh, silence is golden. And the, um, the knight is doing the sign of Harpocrates with the one finger over his lips going shush. And uh, that, uh, that's part of that's the, the occult, um, the path of the occult. You have to keep silent to know, to will, to dare, and to be silent are like, you know, that's the way or whatever. And so it's that he's starting to Elephus Levy. That's the Elephus Levy. That's actually the right. doctrines of the magician. Yes. Is to know, to will, to dare. Yes. And so this, um, to there, he's starting on the path. And this engraving is very similar to a tarot card. The way that the engraving uh, is in the shape, the dimensions, right? Yes, exactly. And it has a number on it, and it has what looks like a Hebrew letter, um, which is just like the tarot cards. Which you know, that way it has, you know, the 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 image means something. And if you if you look into each one, you will find that there are 
tarot uh, images depicting tarot ideas in the cards. Like one of them has the Wheel of Fortune. Another one has the Hanged Man. And the Hanged Man one also has the Burning Tower. Um, and that relates to the end of the movie where Balkan is in the tower of this castle and flames are popping out of the windows. It's just like the, in what's in the frame of the, uh, the engraving. And uh, when the hanged man relates to Bernie's death, Bernie is, is our Corso's friend who's a book dealer. And uh, Bernie opens the book and he looks at that engraving and then, like a couple scenes later, he's hanging like the man in the picture. Wow, that's crazy! So it just <laughs> yeah. comes back. It's right. Let's see if I can find that scene. Oh, I, I can. Yeah, I, I got the. It's uh, right. There he is. Twenty-seven, thirteen. Yes, and he's hanging, and he's hanging like the hangman. Yeah, exactly. He has one foot hanging, and the other foot is is crossed with the other leg, and that that has many occult meanings to it. Um, it, you know, in some, in some tarot, uh, his foot is connected to the, um, the egg with the snake. I forget the name of that. Right. Um, uh, Orphic egg. Oh, the, uh, Ouroboros. Oh yeah. Well, the Ouroboros is in this too. Uh, right. there's, there's an Ouroboros in one of the other engravings, the main title page. It says, um, it says uh, uh, sick. It says sick luxiet lux, and that means thus let the light shine. And it's a Yggdrasil tree with a serpent wrapped around the trunk of the tree like a double helix. Right. He sees that in that library, right? Yes. It's at it's 23, like right 23 minutes. Yeah. 23 even. And uh, the it's a double helix. And it's also, so it's three times around the tree and it eats its own tail. It's the Ouroboros. And if, uh, and you'll also see that in this image, uh, lightning strikes one of the branches and it breaks one of the branches loose from the tree. So like the light of Lucifer breaks loose a branch of the tree of life you know like somebody this somebody who um this ninth gate is like to break free of the tree it's like how to break loose of this prison of life i guess because we're all you know the way that family trees are built um if you can sever your branch and not be connected anymore that is like the goal of the satanist well, here's yourself. my interpretation of this because I've seen Please. it used before. It's in the beginning of Don Simpson. Don Simpson was a producer. What was the other guy he used to work with? It was Simpson and Bruckheimer. Watch the intro to all the Bruckheimer oh, films yes. because it has the lightning hitting the tree. Yes. So it's a satanic symbol, right. but the Satanist twist, and even Leary does this, and a lot of the occultists, they twist the meaning of the Bible from the tree of knowledge of good and life to just the tree of knowledge so that right. the lightning is the symbol of satan touching the tree of knowledge for human beings so he becomes a prometheus is like similitude into prometheus yes the bringer of light or fire to humanity right so i think that that part is partially what the symbolism is but that's I definitely an ouroboros i mean it's the snake touching 
I think it exactly. also represents like reincarnation or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, and I mean, the Ouroboros is like speaking uh, itself into existence. A lot of people think that it's eating its own tail, but really it's speaking it out. Like it's being born through the word. Oh, and that's like abracadabra, you know, like to create what you say, you know. Right. Um, this movie is so heavy. It's really yeah, just yeah. like an occult training manual almost. Yeah. Like if you were a cultist, you're like, oh, oh yeah, then I do that next. And I have to be <laughs> like really psychopathic and selfish. Sociopath. Well, right. Yeah. And it's okay. Like moral relativism. It's okay if I am unscrupulous and, um, you know, a vulture because I can still achieve God, Godness, Godhood, you know, right. and that I don't have to do the laws of, of the creator. I can just bypass all that shit. And, right. you know, like Jesus, I mean, that's really the thing. There's no God, but man, that's Crowley's dictum. And right. all the Satan is, is you shall be as God. So they take that at face value. That's the satanic value is that you are a living God. Even that Joker, uh, EA Coetting, that's the whole foundation of his training manual is become a living God. I mean, oh, and that's, oh, I mean, God. if you think about it, like, and we talked about it in my show, like how this, it kind of, those types of ideologies are a net to ensnare a certain type of person, you know? And if you think about it, like, it takes a really, um, self-centered uh narcissistic you know ego maniac to really gravitate towards that shit you know and that's and excuse my language i'm sorry it's okay um and but no and, you make a good point you know it's interesting if you look at crowley's life work as an exemplar of like mm -hmm. somebody who's been in the occult his he abused his followers he manipulated them he made them give him money he was just terrible to people who were there to get knowledge from him you know, and uh, yeah. he told people wives. to get like, yeah, he oh, would abuse his girls. He told one guy, you know, to fulfill the great work, you have to get an insurance policy with me as the beneficiary, and then you go kill yourself. Oh my God! Yeah. Really? I never yeah, heard he that really, one. He really said that to somebody. Jesus. Yeah. So he, yeah, he was terrible. So <sighs> I think. Uh, yeah. Wow. You're right. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're farming for people. There's no question. Some exactly. Different yes. Ways. Yeah. So like this. This is exactly the type of thing that would that would entice somebody like Corso, because Corso is an unscrupulous vulture, and you know um, Boris Balkan is an egomaniac, and he is, but he doesn't have the um, the creativity that Corso does. Like he hires Corso to figure out right. the the meaning of the engravings and what. Because he can't do it himself. He's not smart enough. He hires somebody else. So the person who gets through the gate is the person that figures out the plan and walks the path. So that's what that path was in front of the knight who had uh, his finger on his lips. He's saying, don't tell anyone, but this is the path that you're going to walk to get you know, to the get end. To that castle. That exactly. ends up in the castle, right? right. Wow. There's a castle at the end of the path, right? And... Um, and so you and if you understand about the tarot, the tarot is the path of the fool. It's not really a divining object. It's like a book of symbols. And the um, the uh, the major arcana is separate from the minor arcana in that it tells the path 
of a soul going from the fool to the world you know and like like understanding the growth of the human soul and like being in the being in life you know it tells the stages of life and the path of the fool it's called i, I guess I, I can't really describe it too well but um i'm sure your listeners know what i'm talking about so, so anyway um so if we can understand that these are in a sense a satanic tarot and he's walking the path of the of the satanic fool right uh it's the path of the soul away from to break off of the tree not to ascend the tree to heaven the tree of life it's to break loose of it and become free i guess and you know and to be able to uh divine your own future and to you know and to be so much of an ego maniac that you can become your own god <laughs> you know what i mean uh yeah, so amazing. so like he walks the path of these of these engravings like the one where where uh the hanged man the engraving or the the words underneath it say i am enriched by death and then at the moment where bernie gets hanged corso's like i've had too much and he goes to a payphone and he calls balkan and says i quit and balkan says how about you add another zero to the amount of money that i'm going to pay you and he says oh okay and he stays on the path and he keeps going for money. Oh, so he oh, was wow. enriched by the death of his friend. And then wow. further, when the burning tower happens, when Balkan burns, and then he gets the pages. He was enriched by Balkan's death. And in the end, he has to kill Balkan. He shoots him with a gun. I mean, I guess it's out of sympathy because of all the pain that he's going through or that Balkan is enduring, being lit on fire and dying uh but the ritual requires a death and it requires a copulation with this babylon whore you know so he's doing all the acts of the cards there's another there's another card like this one here that's in front of us um it's the fool he's got his little pack you know he's got his stick with his little bundle of of you know, the cloth with whatever belongings in it. And he's walking the path. And then above is, is uh, an arrow. You know, the, it's an angel with an arrow. So that's like a, um, a cherubim. And if you are familiar with the tarot, um, that is, I think that's on the lover's card. I think you're um, right. Yeah. Think you're right. So um, basically, and the face of the guy who's pulling the arrow is the same face as the twins, the Seniza brothers. That, that he's talking to right now. That he's talking to right now, exactly. So the Seniza brothers are also angels, well, or de demons, whatever, uh, that are um, that are to help his path along the way, to help him, to give him the clues, just like how the whore babylon the whore of babylon which is also there to help him on his path like because her face is also in the book her face is the one yes see the lover's card on crowley this is crowley's yeah yes and um so you 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 recognize people that are familiar with tarot and familiar with the occult when they see this movie those things 
bubble into our subconscious. We recognize this, this stuff. And, um, and then we, we can decipher what is actually happening. You know, we can see, oh, this is a tarot. These are tarot. This is the path of the fool. Okay. It's like the satanic path, right? And the tarot can be laid upon the tree of life. Uh, I think it's on the paths maybe between the Sephiroth and that, um, that relates to the path of ascending the tree. So it, it describes the path of ascension, but this is a different path of ascension. This is a satanic path. Right. So that, so we are meant to learn and understand. It's funny. He's like winking, as I said. So this path. is the guy from John. This is the supposed uh, author of uh, who I thought was fake. His name is Bron John Brown. John. I don't know if it's a real name or not. But this is supposedly a guy he worked with. Polanski. And it's the, he's got the one eye. He's got the know. one eye. He's doing it deliberately. He's definitely right. in that. Uh, and he's in the jungle. The world. Yeah. He's, got, he's behind the leaves. Like he's hiding in the jungle like a, like a beast. Okay. Yeah, so, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, there's so much in this movie. I mean. Right. We can get it's back. Like, it's very much um, that you'll, you'll see something and then you can dig into that one little symbol and it'll give you a whole depth of understanding and it'll bring you down a rabbit hole and that's where kubrick is a master at that because the rabbit holes that he gives you are like real you know they he he gives you a, a ping pong table and then it takes us 30 or well not 30 years but a you long know, 20, 20 out, right? years before we recognize oh ping pong means pedophilia oh and, and it's two pedophiles talking about this girl that they want to steal like so like we don't learn in Lolita that it's about pedophiles until like halfway through the movie or first third of the movie, you know, and, um, and, and I'm sorry, but, and Lolita connects to eyes wide shut in visual elements that we can talk about in another podcast, but those two movies are related just like how Rosemary's oh. baby is related to this one. It's, I think that he oh, reuses certain elements um, of the occult. So also okay. So um, the they're walking the path, and uh, or he's walking the path, and he's learning that um, you know so one of the engravings says. Uh, or here, I'll just I'll say what the engravings say. They they are all numbered, and each one I'll go in order. Number one, silence is golden. Number two, they open that which is closed. Number three, the last word keeps the secret. Number four, fate is not the same for all. Number five, in vain. Number six, I am enriched by death. Number seven, the disciple surpasses the master. Number eight, virtue lies defeated. And number nine, now I know that from darkness comes light. That is the path. So that, that Corso was on, that death is exactly. on. Exactly. So as he goes along, like the one, uh, they open that which is closed. That relates to when he goes to see Kessler, uh, who is the lady um, or whatever, lady with the arm. Uh, she has a, a amputated arm. And uh, she describes how she was in this. There's dark your socks occult. again. I just saw. Right. Yeah. And oh, in that moment, like she was reading, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." 
get out of town. Dude, I swear. That's and that was related to Charles Manson. And Charles Manson read that book and popularized that book. And Charles Manson killed Polanski's wife in quotes if she died. I don't know. <laughs> it could just be a whole thing. It was yeah. it's really crazy because he they were they were networked. I mean, I think that the insiders knew she he he and her were she's Polanski's kind of wife. She is Polanski's this one is wife. Pol- this is the new wife, right? Yes, yes. <clears throat> so it's old... even more ironic that his right. new wife yeah. is reading that book, like because his old oh. wife was murdered by <laughs> the guy who reads that right. book. Right, Whoa. but it's so strange. She was in a movie just before she got killed, called what was it, Evil Eye or Magic Eye, where yeah, she's talking the about magic eye. and occultism, and has right. all kinds of a, it's just rife yes. with occultism. There's all kinds of mirrors right. and all kinds of. Stuff I need to see that film. I think I downloaded yeah. it already. But I think she was a sacrifice or something. And something was just so there's something deeper that they're covering mm-hmm. up. There's they I think they were in the occult underground of one thing or another. Right. And, and if you think about the Manson murders, that was planned. You know, that that whole thing, like you got after the Manson murders, that was there was that whole serial murder phenomenon. Right. of the 70s like the night stalker and ted bundy and all these people were killing all of those hippies that traveled over in 67 who are now like <laughs> drug users on the streets easy victims for these murderers that are trauma-based mind control victims of the of the dark occult that work for the government you know like um michael michael aquino used trauma-based mind control to program super soldiers for the military, you know, and that's what he was doing at the Presidio with those children. Like they, they rape children for the, for a purpose, not only because they're sick pedophiles, they do it to affect the brains of the children to traumatize them and make them dissociate and have multiple personality disorder. So that's, that's who the night stalker is like who, like these these people are programmed with this berserker programming that they can be triggered like a Manchurian candidate and go do violence. And we see that in the modern day, like um, James Holmes, the guy that shot up the Batman movie. Right. You know, after he shot up the movie, he goes in his car and he sits and waits to be arrested. Right. It's just just programming. It's just programming. And then in like in court, he just sits there like duh, like on drugs, drooling. Exactly. Basically. But the, what's really scary about that guy, James Holmes, is that there he's like teaching a neuroscience class, totally yeah. lucid, right. kind of just talking with people. Very and yeah. something happened to him. His brain. Oh, he was know, he's taking a. Yeah. Was his mother student. or somebody? Somebody was putting him through um, psychotherapy. I forget oh. exactly what that was, but. Um, that's probably I remember there was, he was going through some psychotherapy. Exactly. He's like a Sirhan Sirhan. And these people. I wish you could hear this, but this is uh, this is her saying, oh, do you really? believe in magic? Yes. Yes. She goes, See, right, I mean, do you believe in magic? So, like yeah. she's like literally saying that. Like this yeah. is 67, 68. Right. Yeah. That was and, my documentary from 2019. So I had some of the stuff about Polanski. Not all that's great. Things. Yeah. I mean, and it unfolds. It keeps unfolding like an onion. You know what I mean? What, right. what I did, like, like the, like my Kubrick presentation, there's more that I've learned now that since wow. then, you know what I mean? It keeps unfolding. So um, like, I didn't even think about how this movie connects to Rosemary's baby. It's 33 years 
And I looked up how old, um, uh, I think he was 36, Corso, the actor, Johnny Depp, was like mm -hmm. 36 or something. But it's close enough to pass as a 33-year-old. No question, know. yeah. Yeah. So That's kind of what's deceiving about this is he looks so young and uncorrupted, but I, the whole narrative is just as dark as it gets. Yeah. And it's fascinating. Like his life outside of this, he's associating with just – some right. of the darkest people, Marilyn Manson, Damien Eccles, uh, Damien Eccles, just like cross, yeah. and like what he did to his thumb, his finger, I guess. Like Tracy Twyman talked about how I'm sorry, I bring bringing her up again, but but she talked about Johnny Depp, how he got in a fight with his girlfriend or something, and he amputated the end of his finger, and I guess that when they sewed it back together, they made it look like a penis, and so like if you are going through certain occult rituals they require you to amputate your genitals but if you amputate a finger that will suffice and you can keep your genitals so like when we look at um what's his face the guy that worked for Hillary Clinton they and he had like oh uh John Podesta John Podesta he had that picture of his and you could see his hands were all mangled they were really Just messed up Exactly. Oh, yes. yeah. Because of that's those are all of the, the rituals that he's done in the past, like this the evidence. <laughs> and that's that, what she talks about it, that witch. I mean the literal witch the, that the witch girl yeah. talks about eating the pain on your finger, all kinds yes. of weird occult stuff. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that um so okay. So we I mean, I guess we don't have to get into each one, but like the cards relate to what is happening in Corso's path. Like after he goes through and the books that he's following, they all end up being burned. It's like natural law wants to burn these things like they're destined for the fire. And, um, you know, and when, in the beginning, when Corso is is stealing that book from the Don Quixote, they got Don Quixote book from that family. He stands next to a painting of a burning figure figure that's on fire and kind of like right distorted. there yeah, in the back right yeah right there exactly it's on it's in flames and it's in front of and its hand is gesturing at the drinks like here have a drink and you know, the fires of hell it's really interesting and he's taking that painting he's like putting his pack on it's as if he's taking that painting on his shoulder right you know he's shouldering that that is his future of where he's going right that's uh, his perspective wow right and you can see in other like further on uh, there's when he goes into um, the woman, the woman, uh, Kessler, Kessler, Kessler. Oh, yeah. That's super when he goes into her apartment or building, there is a painting Kessler. of. Yes, there's a painting as he walks in of a uh, of the Notre Dame on fire. No, no, that's Notre Dame on fire is in Rosemary's baby. This one is like a burning volcano, but it's like more fire in the painting. Um, and he uses, so he uses um, his creative wit and words to open that which is closed. And right. the, wow. that's a lantern too. So they're, they're putting all kinds of occult stuff right there. That's yeah. in one of the that's in one of the tarot cards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The the hermit. Right. And so like the one that they open that which is closed, it's his words. His words open because like she doesn't want him to come in and he says, Oh, I have a gift for you. 
would you let me show that to you? And then the door opens, it buzzes and it opens. So like he's using his wit and ingenuity to open that which is closed and he uses his words and like the last word keeps the secret and uh you know silence is related to speaking you know and that's a lot of what magic is is saying words <laughs> right. you know making vibrations to get things done right yes yes spelling, spelling. like and it's like creating and a vibration and also manipulation. So manipulating, get things done. Yeah, there's, there's, there's volcanoes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the frame. His head is in the frame of the volcanoes, you know, and she just passes through. Um, so anyway, uh, she says that she, this is Kessler, and she says that she's in love with the devil. She saw him and it was love at first sight. She dedicated her whole life to him and she joined this order that is a, a cult order that that um, venerates Torquia, the writer of the Ninth Gate, the book, and uh, she they do sex magic, and she, um, you know, she says that she quit doing that, and she took her book away because she has a disagreement with them. But in any case, they're describing this sex magic, uh, ceremonial magic, and uh, the name of the order is the uh silver serpent which is very much like the silver star of alistair crowley and then he also does astro margentum exactly yeah and this one i forget which what the name is but it's a latin name also which means uh silver serpent and silver relates to the moon which is the opposite of the sun which is the darkness and the you know the dark sun i guess or whatever the the evil path the left hand path right. whereas the sun working with the sun is uh the right hand path like if you have an altar and you're doing your circumnambulations around the altar where you're walking around the altar and doing your incantate you're saying your words uh if you have the altar to your right hand that's the right hand path and that makes you go around the altar in a clockwise fashion because in ancient days they used a sundial and the shadow on the sundial goes in a clockwise fashion. So that means if you're going clockwise, that means you're working with the power of nature, with the sun, you're going along with the order of the wheel of life. And if you go left-hand path, that means you're going counterclockwise around your altar and that's working, it's called uh, Wittershins, it's a Scottish term, and it's working against the will of life, and it, it's working against nature. So that's what that left-hand, right-hand path represents. And that's, uh, so like if you, and if you look at some of the engravings, um, the, the keys in the, is in the left hand, and then in the other engraving, oh, one of the elements of this film is that some of the engravings are created by Lucifer, uh, according to the story. And the other ones are... Uh, fake, right? Fake, right. Yeah. So in order to get all nine engravings by Lucifer, you have to have all three books. And that way it, it keeps the truth and the way, the path, enough of a secret so that not everybody can just be passing through this gate you know what i mean right. uh 
because if they, you know, if the order of the silver star could ascend through the gate, they would have by now because they've been doing this, these dark ceremony rituals every year for many years and um, nothing happens. You know, they, that's why Boris Balkan has hired him to figure out why the book actually doesn't work. So, because Balkan wants to ascend and this here, she has her blood and she marks his head with what's seemingly like, like the way that Cain was marked um, before he went into the badlands or whatever. She takes her blood and anoints him on his third eye, you know, right where the, uh, where the Hindus get that little dot on their forehead. Right. This is like a full on blood ritual right here. And, yes. and believe it or not, Depp has had this happen to him in another movie uh, by I can't remember his name. I will find it, but this is actually repeated in a new Star Wars too. So it's really? Ferris Shith or something like that. This has a deep occult meaning, dude. Really, I don't know fully what it means, but you know I watch this. What's the movie with Depp where he's traveling in a canoe? So, Dead Man. Yes, Dead Man. Dead Man. That's yeah, a Jim Jarmusch movie. I love yeah, that. Thank you, Jim Jarmusch. Is Dead Man, Depp. Watch this. Yeah. He takes the blood of a deer. It's the same thing. He has the yeah. same thing eventually and puts it on his face. Right. And yeah, I think that the deer represents like the death of an innocent. And like he's relating to the deer because he's dying. Like he's dead in that movie. It's his path of death, you know, going right. west, westing or whatever. Like. That movie's really good. That, there I, it is. Yeah. I love Jim Jarmusch, yeah. And yeah, he puts the, the blood on his face, um, almost like becoming more in tune with the beast. But there's of, a scene somewhere where he just, you can see that it's... Right, it's like three it lines. For it. Yeah, 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 I just exactly. can't find it. I can't find it right now. Right. And um, yeah, that, that's a great, that, that movie is great. Everybody should watch Dead Man. Uh, and the, the director is fantastic also. Watch every Jim Jarmusch movie you can find. It's great. Yeah, he's a real artist. Interesting. So, um, so let's see. Uh, she anoints him. Um, he kills Balkan. He does the sex magic. He is the beast. And in the picture, she's, she's the whore of Babylon, obviously riding the beast with nine heads. Seven heads? I don't know if it's nine or seven. I forget, but you know, and then behind them, the gate opens and then he's able to walk through the gate and with his pages and, um, Boris Balkan, he says mumbo jumbo when these people are like doing the, in their robes at the San Martin castle. Right. Yes. And coincidentally, the castle, San Martin, where they are right now, that is the same building that Kubrick filmed the Eyes Wide Shut ritual. Oh, and it, wow. It used to be owned. It was built by Rothschild family and was sold in the 1800s to the English monarchy, I think, or I forget. Maybe it was a, a, a Lord family. And it became the first portrait gallery in England, like the first really portrait gallery ever. And in Eyes Wide Shut, the portraits are a main element and you'll learn that if you see my 
presentation. I'll talk about it on your show later. So. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, signs so, up. Right after this. Great. That's great. So yeah, 99, the same year and in the same castle, basically. Wow. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And there's that symbol that you showed earlier, the tree with the snake. Yes. Yep. The, the Ouroboros, the silver snake, and you can see it's silver and the tree trunk there is gold, you know, or brass or bronze. And, but I always um, interpreted this scene. Do you know how I interpreted it? Was these were the fake Satanists, right? Isn't that what yes. Boris Balkan is saying? Yes, that you're saying pseudo Satanists, right. right? And it's the same. It's really interesting because when I was talking to you about global death cult, that's what Maya's saying to Aquino. You guys yes. aren't even real. We're the real ones. You know? Right. And so it's, it's like you see. This is obviously, you know, fictional, but it's telling true stories. From yes. That's yes. you know. Like um, uh, Kubrick was showing the ones in in the dark, uh, you know, in the dark robes. They were doing real magic, but really they were just trying to, I mean, a lot of them were just trying to get their rocks off and it's like fun to see naked women and big orgies and stuff. And you can tell that they're, they're debased like with, um, Ziegler, the the guy that's friends with Alice and Bill, like he's totally debased. Like the hooker in his bathroom, he finishes having sex with her before he calls for the doctor. You know what I mean? Like he buttons up, all finished. Like, and then he takes care of her, you know, medical emergency. So like we we know that these people really all they want is just carnal pleasure, and you know it's it's like they're not really ascending anywhere. And, but Kubrick is showing that they, you know, it is real. Like people just like this, they, it, it is real, but it's just a farce. Like the real magic is when they do the, the actions of killing somebody of being anointed by the blood of, you know, right. banging the, the whore of Babylon instead of just each other in robes, you know, it, um, and in this, in this ritual at the end, he drinks blood. I mean, it's a very viscous fluid. They don't say exactly that it's blood, but he keeps it in a coffee thermos and it's like, it pours out very thick, like blood. And he drinks that and he's reading the pages and it's not like he needs to read them. He just has them all together, you know, because the, okay. And this is the moment where he's coming down the steps and he says, what would you, what did you expect an apparition? Because he's reading and the book summons the Prince of Darkness. Right. So it's of, him. It's him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's the joke. Yeah. yeah. So that's the insides thing, the whole thing. See, I never yeah. had that realization that Depp was the character following, following the engravings. That's I crazy. didn't get that until you said that. Now it makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's searching but he's really the one following it. Exactly. Same, so he's searching and following it at the same time. Right. And like the fool in the, in the path of the tarot starts at, the fool is totally doesn't know anything. It doesn't have any ideas of where he's planning on going or, you know, it's, it's a fool, totally stupid to the plan. And then the magician, and then it goes along, you know, one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I guess the magician is the end at the top or Kether. Um, but, you know, so like it starts from Malkuth, but the fool is zero. So it starts at zero of having nothing. And and then as he progresses, he become he attains that will to want 
to pass through the gate. He has to go through all the initiation in order to get to the point in his mind where he's ready for that step of going through into the light, you know. That's great. Oh, man. So he gets burnt, gets burnt to a crisp. And he actually has the three things on his eyes, on his cheek, too. I think it's actually a Hebrew letter. What they're doing oh. is putting a Hebrew letter on this, on this thing. I think, yeah, the, the, you know, like the monster drink. Yeah. You know, that yeah, soda. Same type of thing, yeah. It's the, that's the Hebrew letter six. And wow. so it's three sixes. Um, some people say that that's like the nail of that nailed Jesus and there's three nails. Or they whatever. just stopped the stream. Uh, they say it's a copyright issue. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? Figured. I mean, okay. it's still, Let's it's still go recording, though, right? It's yeah, still it's still recording. recording. Okay, good. Um, so it, that's the problem. That's why I didn't like, I was thinking maybe should we just show still pictures? Yeah, I should have shown uh, still pictures. Yeah, that's the I first mean, time that's happened to me. So I'm sorry. That's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> okay. Your fault. Yeah, Hollywood hates that shit. They don't want us, excuse my language again. Uh, Hollywood hates that stuff and they don't want us to understand what the real, you know. Well, they, that could be it too. I mean, I think they think that I'm ripping off their movie, which is. Oh yeah, they think you're making money and uh, they that you're using copyright. But this is obviously it is um you are discussing the movie. It's free use uh because fair you're use, yeah. fair use because you're discussing it. It's like you're this is like a school, like a like a class. You're we're teaching about it. Uh we're not yeah. we're not actually trying to make money from it or whatever. So yeah, one, in any case, well, just to let people know if I do get kicked off this channel. You can find all of my uh, interviews and stuff are on, you know, uh, iTunes or anything. That's really where the majority, not everything shows up at YouTube. So I'll do interviews with somebody else and I'm not going to put them on YouTube. They're going to go to my podcast. So that's really the best place right. to look for anything is to. They can find your podcast at William yeah. Ramsey yeah, Investigates. William Ramsey Investigates, where I have everything. So William.com. Sometimes, William. like, I got kicked off for just mentioning the coof. Like, not really. It <laughs> oh, wasn't yeah. even a main issue. But yeah. they said it was medical misinformation. They're which, really, they're. Yeah, they're so YouTube is very around. evil. I don't, I don't yes, know what's going on. Exactly. With them, so I, don't, I, don't I don't even try to post on YouTube. I put all my stuff on Odyssey, BitChute, yeah. Rumble. If it was you know. easier to stream somewhere else, I would do it. I tried yeah. to go to Rockfin, but I sent them something, but I don't know what, you know, it just. Oh, yeah, you like need approval. Memory. Right. Yeah. I think you need approval for that. And then, yeah. I have to get approval from somebody at Rockfin. I think that's you have to um, apply to be on Rockfin. Oh. And they well, don't I want sent, to I just sent you in. be on there. I mean, you you're well more qualified than many people that are on there now. <laughs> so. Oh, I mean, it's anyway. True. Maybe I'll end up there. I'll probably end up there at some sometimes. That's so. good. But I mean, uh, BitChute and Odyssey. Odyssey's good, and BitChute because it's it's saved on the blockchain, and right. it can't be erased. You know, it's there forever. And with Odyssey, the people can download whatever episodes, so that um, if something happens to the internet, you can down have it downloaded on your personal, you know, hard drive, right. and you can watch it anytime you want. I I like that idea. Well, everything that I do, my, this YouTube channel set up on Odyssey and and uh, right. what is the other one? And Rumble. So yes. once I'm done with this, it automatically gets distributed. Beautiful. So if you can see something on this, you can go to Rumble. You can 
you can go to uh, Odyssey and Rumble and just watch the same thing. It's really up to you. I just Beautiful. find that this stream is the easiest for me to do. Right. Yeah, they make it easy. So that's how they get so you. They make it easy and then they bump punish you. But right, right, it, yeah. my, this stream actually goes to Twitter, goes to Facebook. Good. So, you know, this Good. is live. There that's great. Well. Yeah. And you've got so much on your website there that, I mean, and like I, like I, I subscribe with RSS to your podcast so that I hear the audio every time whenever you put anything out, it's really, it's effective and, and helpful. RSS, the RSS kids. Yeah. yeah. RSS. I did change my feed from Spreaker to Megaphone. I moved to Spotify. So if anybody also hears this, you just have to type in William Ramsey investigates and you can get a new RSS feed. So if that's your feed great. isn't working, that's the reason why I didn't get that's kicked great. off of anything. I just moved. Yeah. Spotify has been putting a lot of commercials or not Spotify. The other one Spreaker, Spreaker. has been having commercials for like, you know, it was uh, the Koof commercials for like, you know, the um, to get the the to go to get jabbed for traveling, you and you have to get oh, jabbed yeah. for travel, yeah. and like, oh, planning on a Vermont vacation, and then they start talking about the jab, and it's just like, oh, it's just totally, and they got and they have total scam, dude. They have glyphosate commercials. They got commercials for Roundup and stuff. Like it's just oh, so dude. evil. The corporate media is totally evil. Do you know that seventy percent of the advertising for the corp for like TV news is pharmaceuticals? Oh, it's right. Just pure pharmaceuticals. Up to you. I... That's all they're doing is selling pharmaceuticals. Exactly. Do you think you're going to get like right. some honest thing? In the old days, uh, they were selling war and fear, right. and now they're just well, they're, they're, they, now they're, they're selling war, fear, war. and pharmaceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so yeah. Everything. Like, I have no idea what's going on in Russia. I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I don't. I uh, try not to look, man. Yeah, I it's don't even Because I know it's part of the plan. You know, it's part because oh, the whole thing is Dude, it's going stuff. off the rails. So they need to use war to bring it back in line. You know, it, of course, it's it's all part of the plan. And even even those what the the um uh the the previous they had that event two hundred one and they had the other thing there the um spars and during the spars thing they were going to have war after it was like part of the you know with the lockstep also i forget it's kind of all jumbled in my head but war was part of one of the plans that they were preparing for for the rollout of this new world order you know right yeah you ready to take a question sean sure yeah i'd love that emerald shine said is there redemption in the story of the natural law fool or is it like Bitter Moon where everyone ends up shot dead on a bed? I don't know. I don't know what Bitter Moon is. Uh, but I think in, you know, Dead dead on a Bed relates to uh, Johnny Depp's first movie where he was in Nightmare on Elm Street and he was in a bed and he was swallowed up and there was a bunch of blood. Um, but anyway, I, I, so there is redemption in natural law uh, to, to learn the true understanding of morality and the way that the, the, you know, the, that our souls are to operate in this world is there is redemption. Like if someone that, that starts out in a beast mentality can learn and change their actions and do good in the world. I think that there is redemption in that um, natural law fool, I guess, is that the tarot fool uh, taking the path of natural law that, that might relate. I mean, I, I guess that might be, but I don't know what Bitter Moon is, and uh, I don't either. Do you know what this of... film reminded me of just now? Was um, oh no, I can't even remember. It's uh, 
it's another satanic uh angel heart do you remember angel heart angel heart or like he it's the boxer guy i can't remember uh mickey <laughs> rourke is that right Oh, they took my thumbs, Charlie. Is that the one where they? Uh... No, well, maybe that's it. But well, like it's like a ritual. But he's progressing, trying to find out the real story of what happened, and hmm. then. And I'll have to look that up. And there's people being killed on the way, and then he realizes at the end, and Satan takes his soul. Huh. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's, wow. it's somewhat similar. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm sorry. Yeah, look up Angel Heart. I've I've actually done some. Uh, I've done some research. Angel Heart is very occult. It's just like the Ninth Gate. I mean, everything's occultism. There's a black hand and all mm. kinds of like elite Satanists. Like this, you get the Boris Balkan, who's really right. like an elite, illuminated Satanist right. type, not just right. like the garden variety Satanist. Yeah. And he's in that big building, Balkan Press. And he's, right. he does newspapers. You know what I mean? He's part right. of the, he's part of the occult elite. Exactly. And they, they put the newspaper, the, the, they're occulting the truth by giving us fake news. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's been since the beginning of newspapers is, you know, mind control of the masses. And that's what the, the high occultists, the dark occultists do, you know, no doubt they're doing it right now. So, yeah. I mean, we're in it. I think this movie is really important. Your analysis is really great. So thank you. There's a lot of stuff in there. So I highly recommend people check out your other odyssey, uh, stage, uh, channel, which is has the occult Kubrick and the Butterfly Net, which I haven't um, watched. And then tell them about your podcast, Wake the Dead. Oh, it, yeah. Wake the Dead. Um, it's I've had it for about a year now. And um, I talk about I, I like to focus on mind control, um, the occult, um, the mainly the, like the type of themes that are in this film. Try to understand what the dark occultists of society are doing to us. Um, try to understand the nature of mind and the nature of the reality around us, you know? So basically my conversations go anywhere and everywhere. Um, but uh, really what interests me, I guess. And uh, I'm an anarchist. And so like, I'm not fooled by the left, right, but I'm not fooled by politics, I, you know? So I come from that perspective of, uh, and I'm not an atheist or anything like I understand the the creator, you know, and so I, I have this, I guess I, I have this perspective where I'm, I'm trying to grasp at the truth and the reality and trying to understand what it is. And so wake the dead is um, like the dead. The dead is the people around us that are unbegun, the unawakened, just um, uh, the, you know, the, um, the dead, basically, the walking dead. Right, the and, walking dead, yeah. Right, the people that Leave we the live dead on. to bury their dead. That's what Christ right. said. Yes. And so the. But he was using the same terminology 2,000 years ago that people have today. Right. You know, and, it's like, hey, and the, the dead, occult uses dead. that. They call us the dead until we have an awakened consciousness where we use our, our thought, our emotion, and our will. If we engage all three of those things, then we become. Uh, considered an awakened soul, right? And so to wake the dead is to help people to get to that point where they can recognize morality and, uh, you know, and resolve the emotion and uh, to recognize the the knowledge pieces of of what, you know, 
what is actually happening and then the action of uh, doing right action and speaking the truth and the, you know, morality, natural law to, um, to others. And so I've been, you know, down the rabbit holes for like 20 years, well, 15 probably years now. And um, so like I've, I've taken in all this information on a, like this, my podcast gives me an avenue to speak it out again. And it's become like, as I'm going along, I'm becoming more fluent and more, um, you know, uh, confident in my abilities. And so I think each one gets a little better. And so I've been doing it for a year now and you can find it on, um, uh, I'm, I'm featured on the one great work network and you can find that one great work network.com. And, uh, that's, um, that's run by Mark Passio who is a, uh, a colleague of mine, a, a, a peer that, and I've, I've worked with him in the past and he's invited me onto his network. So it's, there's a lot of others, uh, a lot that I'm alongside big names like James Corbett and, um, you know, like, uh, Larkin Rose, um, other anarchists and, uh, to, to other people like myself who are just starting, who understand what's happening. So, I'm thankful that he features me there. You can find all my work on uh, onegreatworknetwork.com and I'm under the creator section. And if you click there, you'll find links to all my, like I have a page there where I post everything that I've created uh, in the last year. And, um, and I also have, uh, you can find me on Wake, uh, Wake the Dead, on Odyssey and BitChute and Rumble. And I'm also on Spotify and um, the audio, the, all the many of the audio uh, podcast venues. And you can get an RSS feed from anchor.fm slash Sean dot McCann. I think it's Sean dot McCann. Either that or Sean. M-C-C-A-N-M. Right? M-C-C-A-N-N. Yes. Irish, Irish version of Sean. S-E-A-N. Yes. So. Hey, um, people want to reach out to you do you have social media on twitter or how can they contact uh you? you can email me uh i've got a um i've got a, a website or i mean on my on my page there is a there's a donate button and there's a link for an email uh where you can email me at uh 93.wakethedead.com uh, use 93. I had to come up with a number and 93 has a good meaning, but don't think I'm a thelemite. You know, I'm not, okay. not really related to Crowley, but um, it's tough to find a, a wake the dead that's not already taken. So I had to. So anyway, 93 is about ascension and it's about going from beast consciousness to an enlightened consciousness. So it's a fitting number. But anyway, don't hold that against me. You know, send me an email. Uh, I'm, I love talking to people that have other ideas. I love talking to people that just want to say hello. Um, I I desperately would need donations. I would love donations, but you don't. There's no obligation. Nobody. All my work is for free. Um, but I, I work six days a week in a factory and I have a family and, you know, so it's Everybody tough. Everybody needs to pay the bills. So right, right. We're all yeah. on the same boat. And again, sure. so it's Sean McCann, Wake the Dead podcast, and I'll put the links in the show notes of this show when it goes out. So thanks so much for your time, Sean. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you so much. All right. Stay there.